0: Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93, WIBC. My name is Craig Collins. He's back tomorrow. Um, lots and lots of money is flowing into the governor's race in uh, Indiana. $5 million. Uh, Hoosier taxpayers, businesses, and political action committees have coughed up more than $5 million in a few short months toward the heaviest hitters in next year's Indiana um, uh, governor's race. Uh, that includes uh, Mike Braun. That includes uh, Fort Wayne businessman Eric Doden. There's a lot of people on the list. Uh, Braun leads the pack with 4.6 million cash on hand, having raised 2.2 million uh, during May and June. Uh, you know what's interesting about this? I'm I'm glad that um, people in the world of politics can do such a great job of raising money. Uh, we talk about it often in the world of the presidential race that Trump is doing this or Desantis is doing this, and there are some interesting uh, pieces of Desantis audio out there. Uh, that I want to play, but it's funny. Already in the world of the presidential race, I feel as though I'm playing second banana stuff uh, when you're playing anything with DeSantis now, which felt differently a little while ago and could change. I'm not pretending as though it can't, Uh, but the same seems to hold true in the world of any other race that we talk about too, and how much money uh, is getting into uh, certain pockets and how that might uh, demonstrate the likelihood of certain um, individuals to be the likely candidates or the likely winners and it, it, it's actually, you know, what's interesting about it too, um, and this is a bit of an off the beaten path uh, version of a conversation about this, but I was talking to a friend of mine who works in radio in the industry I'm in, and they were talking about the trouble that TV has as a platform moving forward. And it might be humorous for someone listening to this radio program right now who thinks that that radio is a, a thing that would struggle at some point to be like, really, you guys were criticizing TV? Uh, but the immediacy of, of television is no longer something people really desire. And you wonder how all those political dollars are spent most effectively to reach people in a world where everything is diversified and different and moved all over. And I do think the one benefit to radio that is not necessarily the same about TV is the liveness of this. What I'm doing right now for you, uh, talking to you, is not changed at all. It's not you know um, uh, monitored by... Uh, a large um, collection of human beings that are trying to make sure I I got a producer with me, we got traffic, we got news, we got other people. Uh, There's wonderful team members here in the morning, but it's not the same as television because they trust us. Um, They being our bosses that we won't do anything to screw things up too bad. And I think that when you have those checks and balances and other broadcast formats, the liveness, the cool factor of live, Uh, goes away. And I know that YouTube and all those other things can do live uh, too. I just think that there's something unique about the and the way in which you can reach an audience on radio uh, through advertising as well, of course, through any uh, way you want to do it. And so when you say 2 million, 3 million, 5 million for political people uh, right now, I don't know if all that money is being spent on just traditional television advertising or if it's winding up other places. And so it's just interesting to me again, because so many things are on demand in the world we live in today. Another thing out there that I did think was interesting is there was this uh, call to change some dress code uh, just weeks before uh, school gets started. This is Hamilton uh, Southeast Board uh, saying that they want some some big changes. Uh, I had a dress code my, my whole life. I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school. Uh, I went to a Catholic university for a little while. They did not have a dress code, thank God. And actually, really, if they did, it would have been hard to rein some people in, I think. Uh, But you know what's funny? Uh, And this is just a a simple reaction from me, and you can obviously feel whatever way you want about it. I don't think dress code is a challenging thing for people to figure out and for people to decide to follow. You can argue as to whether or not this should be happening. It should be happening uh, this late or this close to the school year. All that stuff, I understand how stress might be higher. um, And I think some of it is because they're trying to prevent microaggressions or whatever they think is happening when someone wears a, a t-shirt or any of that. But I do think an aspect of of covering this as if it's um, akin to anything that's also incredibly challenging in our world is, is disingenuous. Because no matter what the dress code is, no matter where you go to school, uh, when you show up, you are capable usually of following. You got to have one bland outfit or a few bland outfits. Uh, that can't, in any way, shape, or form, be outside of whatever dress code changes uh, people have. So I thought it was interesting, and I think it's a valuable discussion. I'm sure a lot of parents and a lot of school people and a lot of everybody feels the same way. And when you're saying that the biggest reason why is is something that sounds very woke to me, I'm sure there's even more reason to object to it. But just my knee-jerk reaction when I saw the story and was thinking about it is, yeah, but it's not going to be that hard. You're going to figure it out. You're going to be able to show up to school, follow the dress code things, and then again, maybe I'm I'm. Out of step, and everybody's yelling at the radios right now. I don't know. Just a part of me is like, all right, if they say you can't show your midriff or belly button or, or whatever, eh, we can still figure that out. We can still get somebody to school on the first day and have have everything uh, totally fine and totally up to whatever the newest dress code. I never struggled. I guess is what I'm trying to say in my own life uh, with any dress code challenges I was given, except tuck your shirt in. Now that was when I got some um, some some people, some teachers. Uh, would catch me and I would get little write-ups if they caught me with my shirt (laughs) untucked. But that's a totally different thing. I had the dress code on right. I just wasn't doing all the right stuff. And that was me being a dummy when I was a kid. All right, quick break, a lot more. Greg Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC.